Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. For today, we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBF on June 4th, 1988. Uh, Doc, we're on the heels of the next Clash of the Champions. Just uh, thought of it as we're sitting here chumming it up. I'm sitting here with Doc. Harper's going to join us in a second. He actually was supposed to be here already and wanted to start a little early, but... Wouldn't you know who won the pony? The guy who texted us and said he's going to be ready 30 minutes early is now 10 minutes late for the time he said he'd be ready for. But that's neither here nor there. How are you doing, Doc? We might be on the heels of Clash of the Champion, but we're also on the surface of the sun. And I know people don't like to hear us talk about the weather, or maybe they do. Brad, they said it today. This is the hottest September ever. Well, on How's, record in our area is the key. You, I mean, you can't say ever, okay. but where we live, okay. yes. How, how, how do you feel about that? Look, I told you last year I was salty and surly when we got into October, and we were in the first week of October, and it was 95 one day. And I said, I'm just fed up with it. I need some cool pumpkin spice weather. Not that I like pumpkin spice, but I want that fall weather to blow through because I am tired of working out in 100 degrees in my garage. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm fed up. I've had it up to here with it. And I'm just salty, bro. I'm, I am just, I'm in a bad mood, like in general in life because of the weather. I mean, you can tell at work, you know, you can, you can sense it every time you ask me something. I'm just, I'm just salty and i'm hot about everything because i'm literally freaking hot i'm tired of the bro, heat man <clears throat> bro we're in the last week of september and just a minute ago i looked at the weather and it said 98 degrees feels like 101 get the fuck out of here it's september 25th for anyone who wants to know literally i looked at it at six o'clock as i was watching the local news they said 96 degrees at 6 p.m. 96 at 6 p.m. Um, it won't get under 90 until like 9 p.m. tonight. There you go. Anyway, I know people don't like us talking about the weather, but I am very salty. I'm ready for some. Look, I'm ready for some cool weather, man. I, I, I like, you know, cool weather. It, uh, you know, it leaves me happier in life. And I'll just leave it at that. But, uh, Doc, we got to get into some things. Let me mention one thing first. Uh, shout out to our largest page and contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. And Doc, let's 
let's get into these docaholics and these shoutouts because we got well, some, before, we got some well, great before, stuff happening, man. No, no, no. Before we get to the docaholics spotlight of the week, I have an important question for you. I'm waiting. When is that Mid-South show going to come out? Well, it's funny you ask. Um, actually, as of us recording this, so this will be this will be a week old news by the time this drops. But as of us recording this, there evidently was a problem with the recording file, but it was fixed, and it's supposed to drop on September twenty fifth or twenty sixth. Now I can't remember that night, and then it's going to be on a new day and time of Saturday. It's going to drop. So um, Brian made a post on Arcadian Vanguard's you know, podcast, I don't want to say podcast, but the uh, Facebook group page and he shared it there. And I just want to say to everyone who listens to this show, one, I appreciate you listening to the Mid-South show. And if you found us from the Mid-South show, I appreciate that as well. Um, And two, uh, yours truly, I have no production. I don't do anything with the producing or whatnot with Mid-South. That's an Arcadian production. Um, I'm only responsible for producing our shows that Doc and Harper and I do and Lance and I do. So uh, while I can appreciate you asking me where it's at, when I tell you I don't have a flipping clue, I, I, I don't. And But I think we got some great responses to everyone asking me where the show was. Would you agree, Doc? Well, yeah, I was a few days behind on this because I'm busy and don't let podcasts get me all hot so i'm gonna throw my docaholics (laughs) spotlight of the week out to two strong virile damn near charter members of the army i would say oh yes Uh, they are okay so we're gonna say these aren't buck privates these are high-ranking officers these are colonels man (laughs) okay full bird colonels well, you got to remember, I mean, Mark Wilson, one of the guys you're about to throw the spotlight to, he got Bullet Bob Armstrong to to give us a shout out. So, well, so he, this ain't his first rodeo in the spotlight. Oh, no, he does great. And so he's thin, thin Man Within by, by his Twitter handle. Right. And then the other one is our Back from the Dead, uh, Death Girl Sex Resuscitated, Death Can't Keep Him Down, Unconvinced Ray. Is that correct? Unconvinced Ray, brother Dave, yes sir. Down at down in a complete other continent. That that it's probably uh just springtime down there, getting ready for summer, I'd imagine, where the whole yep. continent just catches on fire this time of year. That's right. All right, well, those two guys did some good work because I believe they redirected some saps. Is that right? I mightn't say saps, but okay, you're just trying to play heel. Anyway, uh, the question was asked. On Twitter and Facebook by multiple people, again, uh, where the Mid-South show was. And, you know, I just was like, hey, I'm just a co-host. I don't produce it. I don't have control when the show drops. And Brother Dave, I'll throw him a bone on first on Twitter. He said, I suggest everyone with queries regarding the scheduling of the Mid-South show, direct them to at SMU Heavyweight on Twitter. And thank you for your patience during this difficult time. (laughs) Man, which... y'all need to leave y'all need to leave Lance alone, <laughs> man. Come on. That's awesome. But I want to say this. Mark Wilson, literally a day before that, he posted it on Facebook to do the same thing. 
And then a bunch of other people started saying to do it. David Jordan, Kevin Carter, everybody started then tagging poor Lance saying, hey, where's the Mid-South show? Uh, we have great listeners, man. I love all of you. You guys are the best, especially during these difficult times that Brother Dave brought up where he said to question or direct your inquiries. He was so professional with it. To SMU heavyweight during this uh, difficult time. This is some good stuff, Doc. You got to say, man, this is awesome. We have great well, people. That it's great when the, when the Army steps in and starts telling the jokes so that we don't have to all the time. You know what I mean? It's a heavy burden to be funny all the time. I mean, I hell, agree. we can't even we can't get Harper to the arena to even try. So that's even more burden on us. Where is he? Mr. Paperwork said he would be ready 15, 16 minutes ago as of right now. 16, Doc, 16. Wow. You got it right, 16. That's Mr. Paperwork. Um, So I tell you, uh, we do need to get into this show because it's a Woo! It's a doozy. I don't know. Maybe. What do you think? Any thoughts before I jump into it while we're waiting on him? Well, you know, earlier in 88, we said, hey, there's no real drop-off here. And it's been rolling. And last week was rolling, but the week before wasn't. So it seems like we're starting to kind of get some ups and downs here. Wondering if that's a crack in the veneer of the promotion or whatnot. We'll have to see. I actually have a thought about this particular episode and why it may be the way it is. And it's something that, uh, you know, to kind of break break kayfabe for y'all for a second, we recorded The Clash before we recorded this episode. And this episode chronologically actually, actually happens before the next Clash. But it's there's something you and I talked about during The Clash uh, regarding we felt like The Clash almost just came out of nowhere and it, they got caught with their pants down. And you kind of feel that in this episode a little, but we'll talk about that as we get into it. Uh, real quick... I want to mention, uh, I usually do this at the end, but I want to throw these guys a plug at the beginning. Uh, shout out to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Check them out. They're talking classic and current stuff as well. They had a great show about two weeks ago. They were telling stories, independent stories of guys that they'd encountered like Tony Atlas. There was a good Ricky Morton story in that episode. There's a, it still was some funny stuff. Again, they do classic and current stuff a little, but a good show nonetheless. They come out on Monday, so check them out. And then check out Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Doc, Harper is 18 minutes late at this point. You think we should get going? That way our broads ain't screaming at us uh, for taking too long. Jesus Christ, man. Harper needs some structure. He's like my kids. <laughs> he needs more structure in his life. Ah, a little bit. Hey, y'all get on bit. him on social media. Tell him to show up on time. Bro, he don't listen, bro. He does not. You, you know that. He don't. He, he was don't. that kid in school where the teachers yell, Christopher, and he's just staring out the window with a mad look on his face like, nah, bro, I ain't listening to you. Yeah, that was him. All right, well, we'll jump into it. Again, this is the June the 4th, 1988 episode of Saturday Night. Let me get this Patreon video going. Yeah, I can't see anything, so I'd like to see what we're watching here, so that'd be nice. Well, see, here's hey, the problem. Hey, the hey, problem. hey, we got, hey, hey, we got a big what? week coming up, and by the time this comes out, it'll be passed, but we have the BTT Bowl this Sunday night. Why are you so excited? Uh, uh, that's a tough place to play. I mean, people have died in that stadium. 
and, and fuck you. And we're not coached by the strongest coach in the league. You know the whole saying, he's not a strong swimmer. Well, our coach is not a strong coach. So um, we got to get down there and get that win, get to 4-0. and Yeah, they do. You shut up. You That's try the getting, Miami Dolphins, bro. You try getting somewhere on time, and then you get an opinion. I am on time. Bruh. Bruh. See, I, could be late. I could be late, but you're going to be uh, stupid forever. Okay. Okay. All right, for, the, for the Sopranos? Yes. Good All right. Good All right. So, so, yeah, we're going, we got the BTT Bowl this Sunday night. Um, Civil War is what I call it. L- uh, reputations will be lost. Families will be lost. Co-hosts will be split. And we're going to 4 and 0, pal. Book it. Okay. Hey, Hopper. Uh. Uh, um, why did you troll everyone and ask where the Mid-South show was? I was um, curious, buddy. I've been you, waiting for it. You you are the one dude in that group who's got my literal cell phone number, and you could have just called me to ask where it was, but you were trying to be funny and trolling people in the mothership no. group. Yes, you I, were. I was just wondering. Well, did you see all the all the tweets and the posts in our group about people <laughs> telling uh, everyone to, to ask Lance where it was? Did they ask him? Well, David DeVries tagged him on Twitter and said, send all your inquiries to, to SMU heavyweight during this difficult he, time. He's probably still drunk about uh, SMU beating fucking TCU uh, Saturday. So, Doc, do you want to talk about it now since Harper brought it up, or would you like to wait till later? No, we might as well get on to it now. Um, so, I, I asked you guys if we needed to do a welfare check over at Lance's house during the game because I figured he'd have alcohol poisoning. You figured Lance would have alcohol poisoning? No, he really doesn't drink, to be honest with you. Yeah, right. Let me guess, because he's a Southern Baptist. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why they don't drink. Is, I don't know why religion is brought into this. I'm just telling you, I don't. I don't think he really drinks. Harper, he posted S. What did he say? S. SMU wins with like 50 exclamation points on Twitter, didn't he, Mike? He deleted it after two. Why? Why? I, I don't know. I think it was a rib or something. Like he did it just to be funny, but then he deleted it. What a come on, man! Y'all better so, leave Lance alone, man. No, no, get this, Harper. I I don't know if you paid attention. This asshole team got votes for the top 25 now. So what's their record? They're they're whatever and oh, but they got they're like ranked twenty eighth in the country now. Well, they if they win uh, Saturday, they're probably going to be twenty uh, fourth or something like that. I don't, I don't know. know who they're playing, but they're good. If they win, and if uh, I'll, 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 if you probably, keep if fucking uh, Tulane uh, wins, they're probably going to be ranked too. Just, I'm just saying. Just do some more SEC analysis real quick while I pull this up. Okay. Einstein or whatever his name is. What? Fucking, fucking Arkansas lost to San Jose State, which Jesus is fucking crazy. How embarrassing <laughs> is that fucking shit? Very. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> you know the SEC don't play, man. They're going to ban those bitches from pulling <laughs> Fuck, bro. <laughs> oh, hold on. Uh, I hit the wrong button. What are you looking up, Doc? 
Uh, I'm looking up something. SMU okay. plays the University of South Florida. They got a 3 p.m. kickoff. They are a seven and a half point favorite on the road Uh-oh. in Southern Florida. They're gonna lose because they because <clears throat> they they're still gonna be drunk off of this victory. And if you I don't guys- know, man, Tulane went there last year and won. I think. I think Tulane beat South Florida in South Florida last year. But here's the other thing: if you guys all want to watch it as an army, um, it's on ESPNU, so you could all watch it and just tweet at Lance the whole game. <laughs> Yeah, like, wow. oh, man, I can't believe the guy missed that pass. Oh, live, man. Live tweet the game to Lance. Doc, here's the problem. Huh. This is going to drop after that game. Oh. Well, oh. Okay, so let's see who they play after that. <laughs> okay, come on. Can we get to NWA? Who they, you're who they play after that? Let's see. I'm looking. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. It's going slow. It's scrolling down. Tulsa at home. Oh, and that one's on ESPNU too. So everybody can watch that game on Saturday, October 5th at 6 30 p.m. on ESPNU and live tweet the game to Lance. I think everything is on ESPNU. That's Damn the problem. Near. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, that was a selling point where, hey, because back then there was only like one or two games of the week came on TV. So. It was a seller point to go to fucking USC because, hey, if you come here, we're going to be on fucking TV. But, I mean, nowadays, fucking every goddamn game is on fucking TV. Every single fucking game. It doesn't matter if it's fucking Kansas versus, you know, Dude. fucking northern Arizona. That game is Nichols, on fucking ESPN+. Plus. Nichols State has been on ESPN multiple that's, times in the last few years. That's what I'm saying. That's shameful. <laughs> Anyway, all right, y'all want to talk some NWA now? I can't. I live to talk about wrestling. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's try this one more time. This is June fourth, nineteen eighty-eight, Saturday night on TBS. Uh, can y'all see my screen? I do have it shared at this point. It looks glorious. Looks, looks great. Glorious. Skip. Skip intro. Well, it needs to be brought up. So it, the intro is the the bench press competition where the powers of pain attack the Road Warriors. And every time I see this, it just reminds me of how they they actually did this well, and we loved actually this episode when it aired, but how there's going to be no payoff. So again, I just want to mention that. So they replay how that. Much from, thi- how much you think? How much you think someone would get shit if they if they wore that uh, USSR jacket around somewhere now? Depends on what part of the country. Yeah, yeah the, that's depends. what I'm thinking. Because I would rock that shit out, but <laughs> I don't want people fucking throwing throwing a fucking brick to my window. Yeah, you, you just depends where you're at, bro. <laughs> I mean, and back then it depended on who was wearing it. I mean, Nikita when he turned babyface, he never stopped wearing the Russian colors or the Russian, you know, CC yeah, on his chest. What the fuck does that stand for? God, I used to know, and now I don't know. I remember you, it was the United Socialist Soviet Republic. I believe. No, 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 no the other you, one. No, 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 the, not the USSR. Yeah. CCP. Okay, so what did... Dude, I know it, because y'all want to laugh? I remember uh, being in school and finally starting to learn about Russia, and that was one of the first things I looked up in one of my, like, books when I finally got to that point in school when when 
we were studying Russia, and, and I almost asked the teacher one time, what does CCCP stand for? But I didn't want to, you know, it was wrestling, so I didn't. But I remember yeah. looking it up, and I, I just can't remember what it stood for. What does it stand for, Doc? You've had enough time to look. Combined Community Codec Pack. Shut the f- Okay. We're being serious here. We'll, we'll keep going since you want to play. So anyway, they, they show that all in the beginning. Then they cut to the power. It's, so- hey, it's a Soviet abbreviation for USSR. Oh, okay. Then they cut to the powers of pain attacking Hawk from a few weeks back with a chair. We then head to the studio. And Tony Schiavone, as you guys can see if you're watching on our Patreon video, has his salmon-colored coat on again. I got multiple messages mm. from multiple listeners the last time Tony wore it. And they said, Mike, that's not red, that's not orange, that's not whatever other colors we were speculating. That is salmon. And you know what? Yeah, whatever, right. bro. Okay, bro. salmon. Captain Kangaroo, bro. JR called the Tower of Doom an erection at the uh, 155 mark. Uh I don't know if y'all caught that, but I'm going to turn it I'm talking with this gentleman, but I also had the opportunity to take a little peek at the the erection of the Tower of Doom. And I will say, ladies and gentlemen, it is the most awesome. I just had to Look play good. him calling. So we're saying Tony's like, erection. you fucking idiot. So the cage, <laughs> so the cage has a, a heart on. Okay. Uh, literally, I was watching it and that shit made my ears perk up. I was like, he called it an erection. All right. Um. Any thoughts from the opening, Hopper? No, I'm just, you know, where the fuck are the uh, Legion? Well, they're in Japan, right? I don't know where they're at right now. Send that to SMU Heavyweight, though, if you, uh, you're on Twitter. And, um, yeah, tell us where they're at because they haven't been here. So, um, But they're coming. Uh, Doc, anything from the opening? You're going to hear this a lot from me tonight. Uh, no, not one. really. That's well, nice. Can... No, he's got a point. We're going to talk about that shortly. Uh, as we go, as we work through this, but uh, so Ron Garvin in the first match, he destroys Russ Tyler, gives him a little bit of chin nuts at the end. Uh, then Ron Garvin cuts hold, a promo. Hold on, I, okay. I do have something here. Huh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Man, did you see early on when he just full on stepped on his head with full weight? Yeah, yeah. What a Russ asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and watch. my point was right there. I think it was. I was looking up. What if like. Russ Tyler just after he did that popped up and finger wag Hogan finger wagged him. Yeah. <laughs> TV small package deemed impending. What would have happened? That would have been the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh, it really would have. He would be at <laughs> fucking uh, WrestleCon. <laughs> Hopper might be on to something. He, he... he might. He might now, be my, my other question, and this is legitimately now, I after this one, I'll be one third of my way through my notes for this episode. <laughs> I need a I need a timestamp for six minutes and twelve seconds because he grabs that man by the titty. Yeah, saw that. What a fucking asshole. He said six twelve, Doc. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm at five fifty seven right now. Here it comes. It's like, yeah, you little shit. Here it comes. He's got What's him in these. Oh. He slapped him Hit in the chest. There you go. Ah! Oh, piss. What is that? <laughs> Why is he That's a Texas titty twister. Why? Look at those two I don't kids. I don't know, but 
Hopper that called a... him. Hopper called him an asshole. Hopper's been calling Ronnie Garvin an asshole since the beginning of this show. I don't know, bro. I I, I just don't get why you want to <sighs> abuse these poor sap. Yeah, I mean these motherfuckers aren't getting paid shit. Right. Twenty five bucks, maybe. Something like that to fucking yeah. get on here and fucking look like a fucking idiot. Now you're grabbing my titty. You yeah, stepped you... on my you stepped on my head, now you're grabbing my tit. And then you're giving me chin nuts. And then I'm getting chin nuts for the pleasure. You know, I mean seriously, what would have happened if somebody just schoolboyed and not just any you know, not just Ron, but anybody like that and rolled them up for the one, two, three. Well you think the ref if you think the ref would just stand there like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. Back then? See, here, here's the problem with that. This wasn't televised live. So, yeah. Oh, they w- but they would edit it out, but there would have been hell to pay, don't you think? Oh, yeah. See, see, that's what I'm saying. If it was live, if you do that on live TV, you'd be it's an a overnight rap. sensation. It's a wrap, but you'd be an overnight sensation. But because it's not live TV... I just don't know if anything comes of it. Cornette will tell the story 30 years later when the internet becomes a thing and podcasts become a thing. He'd be like, let me tell you about the guy, this Russ Tyler guy, fucking you know, grabbed Ronnie Garvin's junk and twisted it and then schoolboyed him. Like, that would, you know, but it would have never made TV back then. Like, you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The people in the audience can't unsee that, though. They can't unsee it, but they wouldn't have had a means to get it out to the public either. Right. So no social media. What are they going to so. tell their mama? Yeah. Mama. Mama. Mama, guess what? Ronnie Garber just lost to some guy that fucking looks like he works at Western Auto. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Anything else, Doc? Uh, no. He's uh, he's just grabbing titties, man. That's messed up. Anything from his promo, Doc? Oh, no. not Nothing. No. No, that's what Nothing? I was that's what I, Yeah. You got anything from it, Hopper? He sounds pissed, huh? I mean he's mad, but I just don't know what to make of it. It almost sounds right like now. he's 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 talking to someone that's like disgruntled or, or they want to leave or something. And he's kind of giving them like a a little a subliminal message through the promo. Well, like keep that, I'm here keep... I'm here to make money. Make it's money, funny money, you make... say that. Keep that in mind, because Doc said something a few weeks ago. We ain't far off from him turning. And leaving. That's well, true. He, well, he turns first, though. He Harper, does turn. Mike, Mike and I had a discussion yesterday. About? There's, well, there's just going to be sadness across the land when Arn and Tully leave. Oh, bro. When Arn and Tully leave, what it's going to be like a funeral some weeks. Yeah. And then Carper went to go play with his junk. I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm just watching him hug all these fucking women. The Every Fantastics. Time. Every time. All right. So we keep going. The Fantastics are out there now. They defeat Dave Spearman and Keith Steinborn. Harper, you got anything from it? No. Doc, you? Um... I don't think so. Let me look over here. I was popping some pandas. Popping pandas. Yeah. What's that mean? It's a it's a game on his phone that he plays at work when he's bored. Bro. Oh. So I, I get a lot of work in 
at at work. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't have anything here. I mean, they continue to look real good and shake that ass for the ladies. Oh yeah, they 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 are they putting it on for the bras, bro. Um, so Doc, you said you were thirty three percent of the way through your notes. We then go after the Fantastics win to a Lex Luger promo. Jesus. I, I, I just want to say one thing. This is how sad things are sometimes. My only note from his promo was he seems to be able to control his sweating now when cutting a promo because that's he's it glistening at all by the end of it. And I want to yep. ask Doc if he had anything else or Harper. That was one more thing that I had. That's all I had because I'm, I'm sitting here watching, waiting for him to start sweating. It doesn't happen. <laughs> He stays dry, that's, Hopper. That's amazing. That sucks. Like that's your only go to go to thing is I'm just gonna take my shirt off and flex my muscles. Well, it's just I mean to me it's just very one dimensional, and not a good dimension at that. I mean, he doesn't have the ability that like Arn and here goes the network clocking again on us. Uh, he doesn't have the ability like Arn and Tully and JJ and even Dusty and Rick to liter- to talk people into the building. He just he can't do it. And they keep having him try <laughs> until the end. Until the end. Until the end. <laughs> until the bitter dark end. Unfortunately, yeah. but anyway, yeah. um, he, yeah, he flexes and that's it. And that's all I have from it. So then we go from that to Mike Rotunda who takes on Trent Knight and Sullivan actually says something on commentary. I mean, note, he reminds us on commentary that today is Patty's birthday mm. and for Patty not to worry. Cause he has a present for her later, which is code word, code language for dick. I'm going to slip you a little piece of meat, baby. That's nice. Well, come on. What? Why? He didn't say that. No, it was code for it, though. No. He's just wishing her a happy birthday. God, okay. I could just hear that music when I see this. That Sally Jesse Raphael fucking oh. music. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> I would have sweared to God that they had the old music until, like, 1993. The one that you, like, the 605. Right. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. I know. Um, any other thoughts on Mike Rotunda defeating Trent Knight, Doc? Man, I went back and looked not too long ago. He holds on to that TV title for a long damn time. Good for him. And you know what's funny? Wasn't it Nikita that had it before him? Yeah. Uh, yes, held, sir. He held on to that shit for a long time, too. Oh. It's just interesting how they hold it for so long, but yeah. All right. Anything from the Rotunda promo, Doc? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. I got the same thing. Neither does Hopper either. It wasn't okay, that well, good. Hit the tagline. No, Book no. It, we're, we're, we're about to get into to some that, that are that we got some good stuff. So then we go from that to uh, Barry Windham, who defeats Curtis Thompson, a.k.a. Firebrick or Chip, in a few years from now. Uh, I don't have any notes from the match. Um, Barry's going to cut said, a promo well, after. I said this on the old uh, Clash of Champions. I'm going to bring it up now because I feel like we need to talk about something. Barry looks like he's been doing some 12-ounce curls with the rest of the horsemen here, which is fine for his role. I mean, it's okay, but he looks like he's put on a little weight. 
I don't think he's getting fat. He just looks a little thick, but yeah, yeah. I don't think he's gotten fat. No, not at all. I mean, let's be real, Doc. Would you be doing some twelve ounce curls with the with the horseman if uh, this were you? I'm doing one right now to try to avoid the heat. Jesus, you ain't lying. What you got an IPA over there or what? What? what, what oh, oh. Like? So we had a little party down at the uh, mansion uh, on Saturday night, and it wasn't my my boys, not you two, but my other boys. It was. Let me see how if I can say this. Um, it was my kids, friends at school, parents, people. You, you wait. Your friends, hey. your kids, friends. <laughs> parents right there was like from, three three or four couples that's the kind of shit you get into when you grow up harper fuck that man <laughs> okay well, I, harper not... harper he lost me too say it again doc and i know what who it was it was my kids friends at school's parents jesus christ so the the women all sat at a table and gossiped about the school and the dudes all sat around and watched college football and drank beer Plenty of ideas, book, yeah. Well, I'm drinking a leftover that is a German uh, normal beer, but I did get left. I got gifted a bro. This is this this sets the new bar. I, I, I swear to you, I'm not making this up. I got left one IPA, but it's a pineapple coconut God. IPA. God damn, bro. <laughs> Whatever, bro. And I damn near when I was cleaning out the cooler and putting them in the fridge, just cracked that some bitch, some bitch open and just poured it in the grass. But at some point, I'm gonna want to know what that tastes like and take one drink of it before I pour it in the grass. Hopper, pineapple, and what did you say, Doc? Coconut. God, that sounds like a. Uh... A fucking candy. Sounds like a terrible idea. It sounds like a fucking Almond Joy or something. And it's in an IPA at that. Yeah. That sounds like some White Claw shit. That's a disaster. Well, here's the other thing. His wife happened to be drinking White Claws. Oh, boy. What a crew you had over at your crib. You know, at least when you invite me over, I bring the... I bring the Ripple and uh, the Hennessy and uh, the, the White Old Claw. English. And... You also bring my property values down by coming through the gate at the gate in front yeah. of the community. So I, I, it's not, don't start bragging, pal. I had to go to the eight homeowners association and explain that shit for two straight months at the meetings. You had to say, look, he's just here to cut my grass. He's going to be gone in like an hour. It was like, why is that guy that was at your house's muffler dragging the ground? They're like, who's your friend driving the old Monte Carlo? Well, I, yeah, I use the, I use the, well, he cuts my yard, and they're like, why was he there at 9.30 at night? And I was like, I forgot to pay him. <laughs> Can you explain the eggnog on his breath? No, I really can't. He's had, he's, he, he's, he, you know how his kind are. Why has he got a pit bull? <laughs> and listening to pit bull. <laughs> oh, Mike. Boy, that's nice. Real classy. Okay, let's keep it moving. <laughs> All right. Uh, where were we at? Oh, we were getting ready to go to Barry's promo. Let's um, let's see what Barry's got to say. Here it is. 
All right, the United States Heavyweight Champion Barry Wyndham, JJ. The situation between Barry and Dusty Rhodes has to come to a head. Yes, David Crockett, it does. And I feel very excited this morning, this particular match. Every time that Barry Wyndham goes into the ring, it's almost like I'm gazing into a crystal ball and looking at the future. You know, the symbol of excellence of the four horsemen, we've said time and time again that the horsemen are the measuring stick by which all else are measured. But for the last 10 years, it was in fact the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, that was the measuring stick. He was the one that set the standard in the world of professional wrestling. He was the legend. And for all the years that I competed myself and throughout my managerial career, he was the standard that I looked at to try and achieve. And I made it my own personal goal for the last eight years to somehow destroy the American dream so that I or someone of my choosing could take his place to be on the top. And for eight years, I've tried everything. And I've come very close on occasions, but I was never able to get it done. And I think it's almost like destiny that an athlete of his own molding would somehow step from behind his shadow, step forward and be recognized. And I see my whole future. I see the demise of the American dream. And I see greatness in front of my very eyes. The United States heavyweight champion, Barry Windham. You know, JJ, the waiting is over. Everything that you've waited for for years, so you said eight years, the waiting is over. Dusty Rhodes, the United States Heavyweight Championship belongs to me. It's something you will never own again. It's something in the past. You consider yourself a legend in professional wrestling. Your legend is gonna be over. You're gonna be sitting at home on the front porch talking to your grandkids or your children about what you used to be. Because it's true. You may have molded me, but you have nothing to do with what I am now. The United States Heavyweight Champion. Dusty Rhodes, you can come and try to take this championship away from me at any time. But guaranteed, horseman style, it's going to stay in my camp. The United States Heavyweight Championship is something that you feel was taken away from you unjustly. But what you did knows no justification. You called yourself the Midnight Rider for so long, everyone knew who you were, and you got away with it. You will not get away with the United States Heavyweight Championship. Barry Windham is the champion, the United States Heavyweight Champion, and the Four Horsemen. I will remain to be both for a long, long time, if not forever. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from Barry Windham. Coming up next, we're going to hear from the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Doc, you first. What do you have from Barry right there, who's so good as a heel? Yeah, I really like this. I thought... Um... When JJ started it, Barry followed it up. This we've been we've been trying to do this for a long time, eight years. It just it adds gravity to the situation. It's like we didn't just think up this shit on the way to the arena. We're playing chess here, motherfuckers. And I mean, J.J. went past eight years ago to when he actually wrestled. So I thought it was great. And I like the line Barry had in that when he said, you may have had a hand in helping mold me, but I'm the man to that. You're not to have a hand in who I am today. That, that's good stuff. Yeah. Harper, what you got? Yeah, Barry is fucking great, man. He's he's so much better in his role. It's like a whole different person. For real. 
It is. And that chick was back. Oh, did you saw her? She held the four horsemen sign up. Did you see? Yeah, her? yeah. Here's the question: Is has she changed that dress since the last time we saw her? Or does she just keep getting fucked in it? That's oh, nice. Come on, bro. Why you gotta talk like that? Because it's necessary. Oh, the people like it. What's wrong with you, man? You know, David DeVries loves that when you just did that, Doc. You realize that, you right? Say, you I'm know, here for the people. I'm here for him. Unconvinced Ray is like, you don't get filthy enough sometimes. <laughs> right. I, we're here for the people. And you know that you know that rat was there to get her groove on. So that's what happened. She knew what time it was. And since she didn't change, she didn't have the class to change that dress. I'm just going to assume she just kept getting jizz on it. Jesus Christ, Doc. Come on. It's, you it's say- probably, it probably crunches when she walks now. Uh, what are you, 12? Yeah, I no. mean, Mike, you see, Mike hit me up. He's like, you know, we're trying to get that Coca-Cola money, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm not Tim Horner. Come on, man. <laughs> but Doc's so dirty. and <laughs> Yeah, that's our, that's our problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, so Dusty comes out right after Barry, and he's going to respond. And, um. Uh, Boy, Dusty just needs to stop acknowledging the fans in the crowd. But let me hit play here. Here it is. All right, we've heard from Barry Windham, United States heavyweight champion and one of the four horsemen. Dusty, he said, you will never get that U.S. title back. You know, to hear Barry Windham talk, Dusty Rose via American Dreams in a rocking chair sitting on the front porch. The bottom line on this thing, Barry Windham, is I know your threshold for pain. I know how much pain you can stand. I know what your whipping point is. You remember that Dusty Rose, the American dream, and your daddy trained you from the time you were able to walk to be the United States heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah. But we did not train you to steal the United States heavyweight wrestling championship belt. So. Now then, if it's in an arena, if it's in a dressing room, if it's out on the street, I'm going to confront you in public, if you will, because it has to be done. Now you've got to think about two things, brother. You've got to think about Dusty Rhodes now playing families, and Gary Hart used to put it the best when he said, let's play family. Well, families are me and you. This is between me and you. This is the Great American Bash. This is the National Wrestling Alliance. There is no other. There is no better. There is no greater organization in the world. Lex Luger said it best. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of waiting. Let's get it done. So Bear Wyndham and all your many fans, let's get it done. Confrontation. Oh, one-on-one. How sweet it will be. This old man, as you call him, in that rocking chair, going to jump out of there and strangle you by the neck because Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, will be the United States heavyweight resident champion in public, in public, on the air, if you will. So remember this, B.W., the American dream lives stronger than ever. And the great American bash will take its toll, not on me, on you, mentally, physically, and any way you want to look at it, because I'm always ready. 
always ready. Van Wyndham, J.J. Dillon, Tully Blanchard in Houston. I'm going to start with you Friday night. Jeff Killing Baba around the ring. Then, and only then, will it begin. The great American Bash is now on us, and I'm ready for it, Jack. The Bash is coming your way, and more action in the ring right now. All right, David, thank you. Okay, Doc, I'll throw it to you first. What you got? He acknowledged the fans that like Barry. He said, I think Lex Luger said it best, which is the first time that sentence has ever been uttered. And I don't understand if he's the booker, why he's out there talking big noise about the Great American Bash when this is the go-home show for The Clash. Actually, I think I do know. But, um, and then the other thing I had on that is if I would, he said, we trained you to be the U.S. champ. If I was Barry, I'd say, why did you train me to be the world champ? It's because you were, and you were jealous of me. But that's just, you know, what I would do. So there, there, there's a lot there to chew on. And I just don't understand why Dusty keeps acknowledging the fans like that. It his gets no to sell, His no-sell game is, is non-existent. He cannot yeah. sell. He, you think he, it's his? Go ahead, you Hawk. think it's his ego getting to him? I, yeah, I think it's that, and a lot of wrestlers are like that. There's, and that's the ones that get ribbed in the back. It just so happened to be he's the booker, so I'm sure nobody's really ribbing him because they don't want to, you know, piss him off because he holds so much power. But he's, I mean. He's just got. I'm sorry, man. I look. I, we love to dream and. He did a lot of good stuff, and we've been talking about this since late '85. And there here comes some, the I ain't racist, some, but some great shit. But he's got to stop. I mean, he he should not keep selling it. Like basically, he's throwing up a flag saying y'all cheering for them is getting on my nerves. Don't even acknowledge it. Stop acknowledging it. If you that's the only way it's gonna stop. But he just keeps on bringing it up, man. How many times has he brought it up, Doc? Seriously. Uh, three, four, five, easy, clear. Yeah. yeah, and that's the problem with this studio shit. I mean, you get a couple of fucking marks in there; they can hijack the shit. They that's right. Hijack the piss out of it. And them. that's what I'm thinking. I mean, with that new sh- show starting up, you know, I mean, I mean, these weren't smart marks for the most part. These are just fucking people coming to watch wrestling, right? And that's what I'm, I'm thinking now, bro. You got some assholes that are probably sitting there looking at you, pulling out their phone, Googling you, you know, what fucking high school you went to. And they're like, hey, how was it going to George Washington High School? Uh, or some shit. The I first just... time this happens on NWA TV. <laughs> I'm going to. But hope the thing is, it's, I mean, Dusty and all these. These guys are pros. They, they, they've been doing this for fucking forever. Yeah, but don't you think he should have no-sold it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. That's just but, crazy, man. But, I mean, just, I mean, in a modern era with the studio, I, I can pitch a, a bunch of smart marks, start start doing some stupid fucking chant, you know, start calling you by the name you had when you were in fucking Ring of Honor or you know, that, some team you a, had when you first started. That's real. Harper just hit you what's going to happen, too. That's what's going to... And that's what I'm afraid of 
and no one else is bringing this up. Well, the but isn't that the one that Corny is going to be on? So yes, and Corny, I can picture this. If, if let's let's just say for like an example, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but let's say if that was Luke, I guarantee you somebody would fucking Google him and start chanting his fucking shoot name. Are they going to start chanting fucking Ulta Boy? And the whole place is going to start chanting Ulta Boy while he's trying to shoot a fucking promo. Are you saying he can't no-sell it? I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it will be overwhelming in this day and age. But you got to no-sell it and just keep going. You can't acknowledge it. The minute Corn- you acknowledge it, it's, it becomes a, a big deal. And Corny is going to be there helping him, I think. Yeah, he, I'm worried about somebody getting on him, and he just starts shooting because you know his temper. <laughs> <laughs> his temper is—he's got the temper. He's got the worst temper of anybody in wrestling. Let's just leave it at that. You know, he. he but he, he just but he's also—he's also a stone cold professional too. Oh, and he's stone, a worker yeah. too. Don't ever forget that. Yeah. So I, I and he knows what he's doing for lifetimes into the future. So yeah. I would imagine he—he'll be educating. The workforce we'll see i'll be i'll be interested to see how it all works out i i really that's will. a good point though i mean what's that gonna look like in 2019 i mean that's right that's tuning there's in fucking 200 people sitting there in 2019 that have because i mean back then they didn't have the internet in the palm of their hand all you get at your shows harper is how come you fucked me and won't return my calls anymore christopher <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harper. Anything you else ever, on Dusty? Ever, wait, wait, wait. Have you ever had any ex broads show up at the at the shows and, and give you any problems? I've had some show up. I'm like, what are you doing here? Can you watch the show? Okay. I've had, as fucking corny puts it, I remember in one of the Mid South shows when he talks about when the girls from Mississippi and all and in Louisiana would show up to the Superdome and like worlds would would fucking collide. Yes, I know. I've had that happen on uh, multiple occasions. There they are now. Yeah, that <laughs> it's, it's like, man, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> That's nice. He's now he's got to answer his phone and see what's going on. So we'll keep going. What's causing all this? That's what's causing all this. Uh, Harbor, any other thoughts on Dusty though? Besides him selling to the crowd? Nah. All right. Doctor Death and Nikita defeat Bob Emery and Bob Riddle. Doc, did you have anything from that match? I can't tell you that I didn't fast forward through this, but I don't know if are you going to play this the first part because we got to talk about how Nikita is about to get the Tim Horner Award for the month. Well, and here's my here's my this doesn't ruin anything. My note here was what what is Doctor Death saying? And what is Nikita doing at the end? But okay, what a I, what a disaster! I wasn't gonna play the whole thing, but but don't. But I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play Nikita's part because you're gonna ha- you're I gonna have like, a big ass question mark go up over my head. Right. Well, here it is. Team, this is Nikita Koloff, Doctor Dev Steve Williams. Blah, 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 blah. Welcome, guys. Oh, what up, what up, what and I'm going to have more fun. And so is the doctor. We're going to have Sting. We're going to have La Droga. We're going to have a super fun. 
Go to roll. I won't call you out. But you're gonna like the whole user. Don't go in American bird. That's how come you see. We're looking for, of course, the four horsemen. I hear my Gortanzo. I'm here talking about Nakita Korov and Badonga. Alperaz and Gary Hart. Oh, I got you right here. I don't forget about you. You time to shut us down, Mr. You time I'm going to come in my. Nikita! The what great the piss did he just say, Hopper? I don't know. All I thing don't... I know is he needs to clean up that goddamn flat top. It's getting bushy. Yeah, it's getting bushy. Get that shit high. Look like Schwarzenegger and fucking Predator. That's what he tight. needs to do. He needs to get his shit tightened up. For real. Even white boys know that shit. And there's fucking uh, Dr. Death, when you see him head on, it's like, okay, he looks professional. And you see him from the side, you're like, oh, there's that fucking half mullet. <laughs> there it is. But, okay, we're, let's be fair. Were we thinking the same thing in 1988? No, of course not. You no. weren't thinking any of it. Hey, there's but, but, Nikita. And, you're thinking, hey, there's Nikita and Dr. Death. Yeah. So, and my dad would be screaming, what is this shit? They're all a bunch of queers. And I'd be like, shut up. No, they're not. <laughs> my dad would say something like, this shit's so stupid. And then sit down and, and watch the whole episode. Complain. <laughs> no. My dad would throw a bunch of fruits. Look at these guys. Throw a bunch of fruits. <laughs> look at him with his arm around him. He's right. They'll be like, look at this guy. He's got his ass hanging out. And, and they're like, what kind of man dyes their hair blonde like that? You know, it's a fruit. <laughs> look at, look at Nikita. Uh, yeah, is, what uh, is he doing? He, he they're just fucking it. being, a, they're just fucking horsing around. Yeah, they have to be. Come okay, on. so back to the original question. Doc, what did Nikita say besides I, what in the fuck? <laughs> do I, I don't have a clue, pal. Yeah, that was bad, bro. Oh, man. I had to play it though, cause he gets the he gets the Tim Horner Award for the month, named by uh, at Thin Man Within, and I know we haven't given that award out in a while, but it, he he was due it in that example. All right, so after that, just complete train wreck of a promo, they go to the it's a World Six Man Championship match where we got the Barbarian, the Warlord, and Ivan defeat Tony Super, Dave Starr, and Rick Paradise. Doc, anything from this match? Um, I, I fast forwarded it about a three second clip when I tried to hit 10 and it went, took eight seconds, but <laughs> if they're not going to try to entertain me any better than that, then I'm not going to stick around. How about oh, that? Anything from you? No. All right. So after their match, the powers of pain with Paul Jones, they cut a promo. Uh, I don't want doc anything from that promo. Let me just ask you. No, uh, uh, no. Yeah. So then, well, Bruh, Hopper, anything from you? The, he, he needs to be a Koloff uh, needs to be a, a a fucking like a Pete Rose. I play baseball and I manage because this is so much better without Paul Jones fucking this up. That's he true. Needs to, he needs to just be their fucking manager. And he kind of wrestles sometimes. Because this is great. This is what he should be doing at this age. Managing. Right. Make him the evil Russian manager. Right. Because he's such a good talker. Yep. 
they don't say a goddamn word. They just stand there and look fucking big and mean, and he does all the talking. You see what they try? Look, like I know what it was. Paul Jones was a legend in the area, you know. Doc, number one, Paul Jones. We've all heard the stories, and yeah, and. And, and, I mean, give him credit. Like, Paul Jones a couple years ago with the Island of Misfit Toys with his army, with Shaska and all that. That that, that shit was kind of good. I mean, like, we, we got into the whole feud with him and Boogie, and there was some stuff to that. And I felt like during this year they were kind of, like, trying to recreate that. We talked about that already. And it's just kind of, like, not working. And you're right. Ivan, they don't really need him. They just need Ivan to manage them. And yeah, been that's much all better. they need, dude. Because I'm I don't a talker. Him, yeah, make him wear like a, a suit that's like in the Russian colors or something, maybe. I, I don't know. Or, or or something. I think it was the loyalty. Doc, do you think it was the loyalty to Paul Jones? Yes. And I also think that these two big bastards are going to be gone here in about a month. And Paul they and are Col- about to jump. And, and Koloff's going to be back into the just Yeah, floating part. around. Yeah. yeah. To take Dude, it on I, the Italian stallion and uh, who gives a fuck? No, USA. They're about to bring in the Russian assassin to mm-hmm. um, to tag with him. I think, yeah, the Russian assassin's about to come in. Oh, who's that? I forgot uh, about. It's a guy under a mask. It's um, Dave, um, God, Dave Sheldon, I think. But the Russian assassin's about to come in, and once the powers of pain desert. If that's who it is, that's that was the angel of death back yes. in World Class. That's him. That's him. He's going to be the Russian. Lance, ain't the, Lance ain't the only one that knows something, a little something about Dallas wrestling there, pal. Okay. But, you know, Harper makes a good point. Like, we know why Paul Jones is stuck around because it was the loyalty factor. But, I mean, Ivan would have been a great manager and talker for them, but it just, it just didn't happen. And, look, and I think – I actually think we're only two weeks away from them leaving – Bye. Yeah, they're they're about to be gone, Harper. It's about to. You yeah. See them. Yeah. They're going to Mr. Fuji. <laughs> uh, yeah, Come something on. like that. Um, all right. So we go to the next match. It's Kevin Sullivan and Rick Steiner. They defeat Jerry Price and Dan Grandy. At one point in the match, Sullivan throws the podium at Dan Grandy on the outside of the ring. This, I mean, Kevin Sullivan is just a mean bastard. He has no regard for anybody's body. He just. He's just like, screw you, bro. Uh, I I don't know what else to say. Doc, you got anything from this? He's like the heel Ronnie Garvin. Dude. <laughs> he really is. Except he uses foreign objects on you and not just chin nuts and slaps. Could you it imagine is. could you imagine those two teamed up together? Oh my god. god. No. What, Hopper, would you want to work a match against those no. two? Fuck that. Walk in, see their, see your name on the board with them. I'm out. <laughs> Cut to the scene of you and your Cutlass Supreme pulling, pulling out of the parking lot. <laughs> they yeah, can't like, make me fight. They can't make me fight them. Fuck that. No. Y'all see, y'all see Mike and Harper. Uh, no. they screeched the tires when their Malibu <laughs> pulled out the parking lot a second ago. Why? Well, did something happen? Did they get in the fight or something? Or no, they were supposed to work with uh, Sullivan and Garvin today. Oh, okay. Well, that explains it. That's the third time this month. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm head out. Say, look, I'm tired of being the the goddamn spam spam slam. Fuck yeah. this. For real. <laughs> For real. Let's get so, to that uh, promo though. Yeah, let's get to the promo. So hold on one second. 
Because the in-ring ain't going to do it this week. Yeah, it ain't. Here's the promo. Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the program this past what week, I had the destruction before. This is getting ready for the Great American Bash. I hear people talking about intensity. Well, look at these eyes. That's intensity. There ain't no lollygagging, you understand? Intensity starts right here. Look at honesty and intensity. I want to talk to you about what I saw a little bit of this past week. Your brainchild, the Tower of Doom. Tell us a little bit about the Tower of Doom. We waited a long time for this information. Three cages stacked upon one another, Jim Ross. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're talking about three regular, three cages. We've seen one cage cages before. Three cages stacked one on top of the other. Yeah, and it's, and it's real simple. You see, there's ten men, five on each side, and the rules are real easy. Ten men enter, five men leave. And you start one at a time. One man from each team starts yeah, because at the bottom of the cage? No, you got to get a ladder and you got to <laughs> run up to the top and run up to the top on the other side. And you get to be in that cage. Let me tell you, Ross, you get to be in that cage for two minutes. And, and then a bell rings and you can open the trap door and jump down. You can jump down away from your opponent. You, both men come to, both participants come down from the top cage to the second cage. How long is this trap door open, as a matter of fact? For 10 seconds, you understand that means that maybe only one man gets down. And then another man comes and it's two on one. <laughs> I'm sure you would like that situation. You, you created this thing where you could have a two on one situation, it sounds to me like. I've created where you can have a two on one, a three on one, a four on one, or a five on one. What I've created is total destruction. They can talk about cage matches, that's bull. They can talk about Indian death matches, that's bull. They can talk about any cases they want to see. But if you want to see total destruction, total annihilation, you come to see the Tower of Doom. All right, and we've talked about the top of the cage. Yeah. We've talked about going to the second cage. Yeah. What's going to be in the very bottom cage? What's in the bottom of the cages, you see, for a team to win, all five, which almost will be impossible, all five members have to get off their door, and that door is unlocked by none other than my squeeze. Patty will be in the bottom of the cage with the key. You see, when my team gets out, it'll be all over, Jimmy Gavin. You see, she made a big mistake. Now she knows that when she does the key and turns it for me and opens the door, finally, me and her get to be alone in Baltimore. You see, Jimmy Gavin? I've had this plan for a long time, and she has too. And Jimmy Gavin, I want to see one thing. I'm going to make it real clear to you. And whoever you pick as your partners will be this. When I get through with you, I may not get you in the first cage, and I may not get you in the second cage. But when I get you in the third cage, Jimmy Gavin, I'm going to make you king of the land of the blind. You know why? Because the one-eyed man is king, Gavin. Your eye belongs to me. You've looked at something for a long time that belongs to me. In Baltimore, Tower of Doom, intensity will rage, and I'm going to wear it right here, Jimmy Gavin, on the end of my keychain. <laughs> so what you're saying here is that you hope to leave five bodies laying all over 40 feet up and down where you can walk out of the bottom of the cage with Precious. You know, for someone from that show from Oklahoma, you're not so stupid. You understand? I'm going to walk out with Precious. I'm going to pick her up and put her in my arms and lean her back. Because Precious, this one's for you. We're talking three cages over 40 feet high, ladies and gentlemen. The Tower of Doom. And we'll be back with more on the Superstation right after this time. 
Paul Brock, I hope you can do the, the freaking Great American Bash when they do that match. I, I hope you can do the review. With it. It's just God. You, you know what that sounded like? What? It sounded like an episode of Cops. And they got the crazy fucking homeless guy that's high on fucking drugs. And the cop is all normal. Like, so what are you doing over here? Oh, I'm just hitting me a friend of mine. Really? Uh, so, uh, what's your friend's name? Uh, Joe, 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 Joe. Um, Joe what? Joe, Joe, uh, Smith, 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 Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, it, that's what it sounded like. He's fucking crazy. Nothing is making sense. I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Bro, that match seems like, man, that seems like I'm going to, that's the most elaborate roundabout to try to get a piece of ass that I've ever seen in my Jesus. life. Jesus. I mean, come on. I mean, Patty's a good girl, but come on, Kevin. There's other fishies <laughs> in this sea. Come on, I mean, you, This is the most. Master. This is the most convoluted set of stipulations. I, this makes the one that we saw in Smoky Mountain in the cage seem simple. Yeah. If you, if you, and every, anybody out there, if you've never seen it, wait until we talk about it, it is the only one. Is that the one that that uh, Hogan was in against yes. the Dungeon of Doom? It's the well, same cage. It, I remember well, seeing that. Okay, it's not. It's similar, but it's not. It's the see the one in in '96. I guess they had better technology and in in they actually they actually built the structure on a separate in a separate part of the arena. If you remember, Doc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It was on the so, side. Right. Well, for this, they use the ring that's in the center of the arena, and they, uh, I hate to use uh, Jim Ross's terms, they erect the cage, and they fucking put two large ladders on each side of it, just regular extension ladders, and have the guys climb up these extension ladders to the top, and they're at the top of this little bitty 8 by 8 cage, because that's the first cage you go into. And the goddamn cage is swinging back and forth. And you're like, they're going to die. This thing's coming down. Why is, why, this promo- why is this promotion hell-bent on killing the talent? Scaffolds, <laughs> unsturdy cages. Jesus, come on. So when you say, when Harper, when you talk about right now what Sullivan's describing, just wait until you see it. Now, I, I, I was telling Doc the other night, I, I looked ahead to like relook at it because I saw this, but it's been like 20 years since I've yeah. seen yeah. this shit. And I turned it on and I was like, God, I don't remember this shit being this rickety up there. And Is I it, just was like, Hold on. Push like, pause. Push okay, pause. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, we, we got to play this. Is it two different teams? Kind of like a survival yes. series type yes. of deal? Yes. Kind of, yes. Five on five. Okay. On five. But it's a train wreck, Hopper. And when, well, like I, I mean, said, there's just him explaining it. There's no redeeming qualities that are coming out of it, other than he gets to bang precious. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, what's the reason for this? What to do bang you precious, win? precious. That's it. There's no title shot. You don't want a belt. Well, hold on, Hopper. You act like that's not a good stipulation. I get the right. piece. I'm of just that. saying, I mean, why would I put myself through this shit? Well, here's the thing. If I'm on Sullivan's team or Garvin's team, why would I put myself through this? Right? Shit? Do I get a it's, turn? It's not. It's not my fault. You married a uh, a fucking loose woman. Right. Well. <laughs> well. Okay. All well. right. Well. Um. 
But I, I look, we're gonna do it. It's it's gonna be a Patreon show when we do the Great American Bash, and why aren't they putting over the fucking uh, Clash next week? Well, we talked about that when we recorded the Clash because we said, Doc, say it again. Your exact words. It's like they got caught with their pants down. It's like somebody realized they hadn't booked anything and said, "Oops, let's go book some shit." It's that's how it comes off. That's really how it comes off because everything's building towards the the Great American Bash pay per view at this point. All right. So while we were just talking about this cage, which we will talk about in greater detail when we do the Great American Bash pay per view for our Patreon members at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. If you're not a Patreon member, that's how you'll get the clash that's about to drop. Um, uh, I think it'll drop a day after this show drops, so that the clash that follows this episode drops on Patreon a day after. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right. So there's a match. Jimmy Garvin, He um, he's out there with Precious. He's in some sort of trance the entire time. He defeats Bobby Rose. And then we go to a promo with Garvin. And, Doc, I know exactly why you want to play it. And it's not because Garvin cuts a great promo. It's because it was someone yelling during the promo. so No, I think it's because he cut a great promo. So oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I want to yeah. tell you, I want you to listen to somebody in the audience that says, he wants your girl. And then someone says, <laughs> he's going to get her. <laughs> I want y'all to listen for that. So here it is. Jimmy, you signed the contract. I put my name on the contract, David Crockett, because I didn't care. Because I don't care right now. For me to stand out here and tell everybody that's been watching me for years that I have a slight problem would be the greatest understatement in the century. Now I'm telling you, I don't want to repeat myself, but I want to make one thing clear. She's standing here with me now because she's my wife. The ring that I wear is the one she gave to me. And when I repeated my vows to the preacher, I meant every one of them. I want you, Kevin Selim, to come out right now and show me and the people. Don't tell me or tell the people what you told her. Because it's obvious. It's obvious that she's hot at me. It's obvious she's out here due to a commitment to Jim Crockett promotion. But it's like she's here. But she's not here in my heart, Kevin Sullivan. And like my brother Ronnie Garvin said, if you go in the ring and you get beat up, that's okay. Because that's supposed to be that way. If I go in there and I get beat up, I'll take my beating like a man. If I go in there and beat somebody up, then he better take his like a man. But when you start messing with the people's women, the women of the Garvin family, then you're messing with something. Did you hear it, Hopper? Yeah. He wants your girl. He gonna get her. One more time. Kids like a man. But when you start messing with the people's women, the women of the Garvin family, (laughs) then you're messing with something very dangerous. And if for one minute, Kevin Sullivan, if for one minute I find out that this has anything to do with the little ones, I'll kill you. It's that simple. I don't care about what I'm not supposed to say or what I'm supposed to say on national TV. I'm not out here swearing. I'm not saying I'm going to do things that are terrible and a bad influence on people. But I'm telling you that I'm a man in love with my woman. And I don't care how many cages. I don't really understand. I don't really understand how you're supposed to start at the top and go to the middle. And I understand one thing. 
I understand one thing, Kevin Sullivan, I'll kill you. I'll take your fingers, if you ever touch my wife again, I'll take your fingers and I'll break every one of them. Anybody standing out here right now that thinks they're man enough to come up and touch this woman, then let him come on up because I'll break every one of the fingers. I'll break your hands. And if I can't do it, my brother Ronnie will do it. And between my brother and myself, and I don't care who's in a cage. I don't care if there's a hundred people in a cage. I care about one person being in that cage, Kevin Sullivan, and that's you. And like I said, you're no good. You're a chicken. Come out here, tell the people, tell David Crockett, whatever you told her or whatever is you showed her, you tell me. I ain't a saint. I may have come home a little bit late once in a while, but she forgive me for that. Whatever you told her, Pally, she ain't really wanting to forgive me. And I'm gonna get you for it. Could this be Jimmy Garvin's Tower of Doom? Could be this the end of Jimmy Garvin? We'll find out. More action right after this. All right, Doc, what you got from it? Man, I thought that was his best promo since he's been in the promotion because there was just he he was real there. When he just off the cuff said, I'll kill you. I mean, that felt real. It was like, man, yeah. I've been out here saying this, this, and this, but let's just get, cut to brass tacks. You mess with my woman, I'll kill you. And that got me, man. That got me, like, that caught my attention. And I thought, you know, I don't understand the cage. I don't care. But I thought that was fantastic top to bottom. So He was exceptional there. Hopper, do you have anything else? Yeah, I can only say it is better not have anything to do with the little ones. Yeah. How often... Do you hear that during a fucking wrestling promo? Because it's, it's gotten into the family, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's fired up, man. He wants a he's he's not happy. He is not yeah. happy. I'm just wonder why won't he just turn around and fucking ask her? Like, what the fuck you doing? Yeah. Uh, she's acting like she's got a like spell put on her or something. And yeah, I don't know. She's acting like I, I don't know who who should I pick? Yeah, uh, I, it, it's yeah. Well, yeah. All right. I thought it was exceptional too, man. Jimmy Garvin was great right there. He's tired of it, and he wants Sullivan dead. Now, um, we go then to the Fantastics who are going to cut a promo, and this is the famous promo where they they put uh, Bobby in a straitjacket. So um, let's go to it. Here it is. This is the Fantastics. United States Tag Team Champion, what do you got there, guys? Well, I'll tell you, you know, we knew that Jimmy Cornette wasn't going to be here this week, and the reason why he wasn't going to be here is because he's scared. He knew we was going to bring this up to Straight Jacket. Cornette, you're crazy. We seemed, every time we get in a match with the Midnight Express, Cornette seems to interfere one way or another. That's why we have got this Straight Jacket, because Cornette is going to end up in this Straight Jacket, and when it happens, brother, and when we get done beating the Midnight Express, Tommy, then Jimmy is going to be standing over there helpless inside this straight jacket, and you can know what we could do, anything we want to Jimmy Coronet. That's right. You know, David, you know, Tony, we went down to the rubber room at the puzzle factory and borrowed this off of somebody because we know, Jimmy Coronet, if we don't put this in on you, that you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else. And we're just tired of seeing that racket across our back, the human right. tennis balls that we've been, or that belt across our back. So, Jimmy Coronet, once you're in this, 
I don't think there's no way, I know there's no way that you can hold that tennis racket or a leather strap. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing him in it because I know David and Tony, I know you're looking forward to seeing him in it because he's going to look like the biggest wimp and the biggest goof you've ever seen. And, and that thing really works. You know, oh, yeah. I, I've never seen one of those, only in the movies. I've never seen one of the, that thing will actually get him to where he can't use a tennis racket or anything like that. Believe you me, Tony. It really works. Believe me, David. We can show him, Tommy, right here. Let's just show him exactly what it's all about. Would you like to see it, David, Tommy? I don't, yeah, I don't want to put the guy, it on. The guy showed us. Oh, you don't want to yeah, yeah. You can put it on me. It'll be okay. Put it on me. Are oh, you going to take your jacket off? Yeah, I'll take it off. Okay. Well, okay. I really, go ahead. First hand right here. I tell you, I've never put one of these on, so it might take a few seconds if the people are bear with us. I understand. Go ahead. This way, right? You don't put this like on an ordinary coat. No. Doc, had you seen, uh, b before seeing this, had you seen it, the straight jacket angle before? No. Okay. They they did this in Mid-South. That's why I'm asking. Um, okay. Hopper, had you seen anything like this before? Uh-uh. Yeah, this, it's basically, they basically just redid, they're doing everything they did in Mid-South, which, I mean, I'm not mad at them. Some people, like, a lot of people hadn't seen it already, but this is the same thing. So, um, essentially what they do is Tommy puts Bobby in a straight jacket to demonstrate what happens when you're in one and well wouldn't you know who won the pony doc to steal a line from jim Cornette? uh doc you want to tell the people what happens once bobby is in the straitjacket and can't move well once we get him all wrapped in and all strapped in out comes the midnight express those dirty bastards and man it's it's it's. A, I would imagine it's a pretty helpless feeling to get beat your ass beat when you're in a straitjacket. Fuck that. Can you imagine? Just get, just get thrown off a scaffold or something. God. Would you rather? Would you trust a bunch of wrestlers to tie you up in a straitjacket and then just release no. you when you want when you want it to be? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no, Harper? we're gonna go to the bar. We'll leave you here. Hey, wait a minute. Hopper, would you? Oh, no. there they are. Uh oh. Zubaz and shit. For how much you look at Cornette running in, and and I mean Bobby just cracked. Uh, Bobby Eaton just cracked Bobby Fulton with that chair, just unprotected chair shot. Because look at him, pow! Because he's got a, he's in that straight jacket. Holy Cling crap! And then Corny gets on him and just starts throwing punches. Right? Oh my god, Hopper! How much money would it cost? How Look at him. These are good looking. These are all right punches from a young corny. Yeah. Yeah. He's connecting with a few of those puppies. All right, Doc, any thoughts on this? I know you got to run early, you said tonight. Yeah, I got to leave early tonight. I will send and text you my uh, grade for the show and uh, my Rolex. I thought this was incredibly well done. It is the next step in this feud that has been, I'd say, Got all three of us very interested in what these guys are doing. And this was awesome, man. Because last week I thought they were going to attack them and they didn't. And so right. this week they did. And, I mean, how how much more sympathetic can you make Bobby Fulton when he's tied up in a straitjacket and then gets jumped? Yeah. yeah. If you did this now, you would be expecting Tommy Rogers to fucking turn on him once he has him tied up. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Everybody would be like, "Oh, he's about to turn on his partner." Right. Yeah, so I thought this, I thought this was really well done, and I 
I, I this this has been the feud of the spring, I think. Oh yeah, this is this is the feud. This is the, one of the money feuds. I gotta agree. I mean Barry, I'm not. I don't know how invested I am in Dusty and Barry, but you know Barry's cutting some good promos. But this is this is the feud right now to me. This is carrying things, and you know it's a midnight, and the Fantastics are new in the area. So yeah, good stuff. Well, right. I just want to say that I would have been able to do the whole show if Harper would have been on time, but since he wasn't, I'm going to go ahead and tap out for the night. Uh, all my little sweet babies out there across the world, I'd like to say goodnight. <laughs> um, when we get back together, Cowboys will be 4-0. The Saints will be a joke, as they already are. Um, I'll sign off with the Book It Bitch. I'm going to send you, Mike, my uh, episode grade and my Rolex. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys later, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay, bye now. Let's see what he sent me. Uh, okay, I got his rating and stuff. He literally sent it as he was saying all that bull crap. All right, Hopper, let's go to Gary Hart. He's got um. Or did you have anything else from the Fantastics right there? No. All right. Just no, no. All right. Let's go to Gary Hart. He's got something to say, and I want you to listen. To, he starts talking about Dusty, and someone yells, "He's a whale!" Uh, here we go. You know, Gary Hart, what Jim Cornette did, you'd probably do, wouldn't you? I think it was terrific. I think that uh, Jimmy Cornette picked the right time and the right spot the way that I planned to pick the right time and the right spot, and it's getting very close. Week after week, I've heard Nikita Koloff come out here and talk about Al Perez and Gary Hart. Well, you see, where I come from in Chicago, you don't talk about doing something. You do the deed, then you talk about it. The Great American Bash is coming. And what is going to take place to Nikita, we are going to make such an impression upon you in a very short time that you will never have the guts to come out on TV and ever say anything about Al Perez or Gary Hart again. Because you remember something, Russian. This is not your country. We did not adopt you. We do not want you. And I've said this before, but I think it has to be very, very clear. I want to use an analogy. The other night I was in an arena and I heard the people hollering at Barry Windham that Barry Windham was a traitor. Well, let's think who really are the traitors when the American public is so brainwashed that they cheer for a stinking, lousy, low-life Russian like yourself, Nikita. That is a traitor. And anybody that will raise their voice and scream for Nikita, you are nothing more than a hypocrite. And I don't think that you should ever say anything about Barry Windham, a fine young American. If you really want the truth of the matter, it is this. Dusty Rhodes, you know that you turned against Barry Windham. You also know you are the one that brought Nikita, got him to defect. So remember something. Very soon, in the very near future, David, Nikita may not be here. It's a good possibility because, as I said, from where I come from on Halstead Street in Chicago, we do it right. And when we do it, I'm going to just, I think I've said enough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the ring and watch these men in action. And the best part of that was when he started getting on Dusty and he said, he's a whale. That's fucked up, man. (laughs) That's dumb. 
The audience does not like Dusty Rhodes. That's Dusty Rhodes you're talking about. I mean, that's messed up, man. They were agreeing with uh, That's Harris. a 265 pounds of blue eye soul. It sure is. All right, Harper, what else you got from Gary Hart right there who agreed with Cornette and said he picked the right spot to do what he did? He did. Yeah, he did. Um, this is this is Gary. Gary Hart was good here, though, would you say? Yeah. He's always he good. He says, this is not your country, Nikita, and we did not adopt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> we did not adopt you. No one told you to fucking come here, motherfucker. <laughs> Bye. Like, oh. Bye. Well, he throws it then to uh, he's got his guy in the ring, and it's uh, Al Perez and Larry Zabisco are back tagging, and they defeat Gary yeah. Phelps and Dale Laparus. I don't have anything from it. Did you? Just no. Something's missing from Larry's waist. Oh, his uh, Western States, right? Yeah, I guess it's over with. <laughs> no, he still got it. They haven't abandoned it yet. Well, he's he's still he wasn't attacked. wearing it though. No, was but he? he's still a. I don't think so. But he's um. But he is. Still, maybe he took it off before they shot him. Uh, got to him, but uh, because I mean they'll even bring it up. But he's. St- I think he's still the champ at this time. I'm not going to look it up, but I believe he's still a champ at this time. I don't think. I don't think they. They've gone away from that yet. But I thought it was funny because remember during the Crockett Cup they were building up these two as a tag team, and well, once that was over, they kind of left that by the wayside. And now they yeah. months later here they are tagging. Um, after them, we get Sting, who defeats Tommy Royal. I don't have anything from that. Do you, Hopper? I don't got a damn thing to say about it. Nothing. It, it was, but the promo or fucking anything. Yeah, the promo was... Woo! Yeah. That's my, my one comment about the promo. Um, all right. So, after all of that, we finally get to the very end of the episode, um, or close to the end. We get Arn Anderson... And Tully Blanchard, they defeat Robbie Allman and Rick Allen. Uh, I'm going to assume you have, you don't have anything from the actual match, do you? No. Uh-uh. Right. So with that, with that, that leaves us with Arn and Tully and JJ and Barry who are out there. And we got a promo. And this is how they go off air, which is uh, pretty good. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the four horsemen, the world tag team champions, U.S. heavyweight champions, world champion, you name it, you got it. That's true. And you can see my boys are all geared up for the bash. We got some things to take care of first this Friday in Houston. Barbed wire around the ring, but you're talking about a native Texan and a double tough Texan in Tully Blanchard. The Nature Boy's been down in St. Martin at the Pelican Resort all week just as a warm-up to his big match coming up on the 13th right in St. Martin. Next day in St. Thomas on the 14th, the champ will be there. Barry Wyndham will be there. And we're just really building up the momentum is what it comes down to for the bass starting in Orlando on Sunday the 26th. All right, listen, besides that, you've got the Night Center, right? Wednesday, 8.05. You know, David Crockett, everybody wants to come out here and talk about bash this, bash that. You've got to take first things first. Wednesday night, 8.05, on the Superstation from Miami, Miami Mayhem. you got Sting and the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, trying to take this from Arn and Tully. Well, my friends, you got four days. Prepare yourself mentally, physically, whatever you can do. Paint up a little extra sting. Put a little bit on Dusty to make an improvement. But you set foot in Miami, and you come after these, and we'll find out who the baddest of the bad are. David Crockett, I'm going to wrap this thing up in perspective. It's only I can do. You take the great American bashes. You want to have a lot of hoopla about cages. You want to stack them three deep. You want to call war games. You want to have double bull ropes 
It all comes down to one thing. It's man against man, man against his brother. It's called civil war. A lot of people, a lot of philosophers, Gene Dixon likes to say, these are the end times. Men are turning against their sons, sons against their fathers. People are looking for something out there to re-enrich their life. Well, gentlemen, on the Great American Bash 1988, it's a time for the horsemen to shine. You see, we manifest all our glory in what they call professional wrestling. There is no entertainment in it. There is no Hollywood in it. What it is is world champions defending their title like we only can when we are the horsemen, the elite of this business. Well, I, don't, I like how they go off on off air. Arn, there's no entertainment in it. This isn't Hollywood. He's ready for a yep. fight, and that's how it should be. So that was my main note. Arn closes it down and shuts it down the way it needed to be shut down. What did you have, Harper? I like when it's just you can take your three cages and your bull ropes and all that shit. It boils down to fucking you beating me. He ain't lying. Man, man against man. He's telling the truth, Harper. Yeah. He's telling the truth. He is spitting truth when it comes down to it. Arn is um Arn is something else. So let me look up uh that like I said, that wraps up the episode, actually the review portion. Okay, so here's what Doc said. He said he gives the episode a C. And wow, I'm shocked. I thought he would give the Rolex to Arn. Doc actually is going with Jimmy Garvin getting the Rolex. Which Jimmy Garvin was good, so I'm I can't blame him. Uh, Harper, what are you gonna give? What are you gonna rate the episode, and who's getting your Rolex? I want to give it a C, and uh, Arn gets the Rolex. Arn gets Rolex. Okay, yeah. um, I'm with you. I'm gonna give it a C as well. And let me remind y'all: when we say C, we're grading it against by you know back then standards, and not now because it still was better than what I normally watch. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it a C. And I got to give it to Arn. I mean, Garvin was good. But yeah. Man, Arn, you said it. How did he say it, Hopper? Look, you can talk about cages. It's man on man. Yeah, it's fucking man versus man, bro. You can talk about cages and bull ropes and all that shit you want. Arn brought it. So, all right. All right, Hopper, before we get out of here, Wildcat Sports, what's the date in Kenner? November 3rd, bro. November 3rd, MVP. November. Revolution Rumble. Revolution Rumble. We got MVP there. Biggie Rich is there. Uh, who else is there, Hawker? You got Honky Tonk Man, Psychosis, uh, Rob Van Dam, Harlem Heat's going to be there. Uh, who else? Yeah, that's 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 all the names. And them. I mean, there's going to be others, but yeah. uh, it's still. Pack Show, please be there. Um, November, what did you say? 8th? The 3rd. November 3rd, that's right. November 3rd. There's no Saints game that day, so please, go check it out. It's going to be a great, great event. Uh, I was told today that uh, Ringside is sold out. Is that correct? Yeah, that's been sold out. Yeah, Ringside sold out, so... I think there's still some floor tickets, but, like, fuck, I don't know, like, 20 of them. Not many. Uh, go to yeah. Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook to get your tickets or wildcatsports.com and you can get your tickets from there it's going to be a great event at the Train Center in Kenner, Louisiana uh, go check it out there's no Saints game that day there's uh, no LSU game that weekend either I believe so yep. the only show in town is going to be Wildcat Sports and Entertainment in Kenner, 
where they were born. So, Harper, good luck. I hope, um, is Matt in the Revolution Rumble? What's the deal? You got to wait and find out, bro. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. Damn, Fuck, man. You're supposed to give me the hookup on some things, man. Give me the inside track on some news. Uh, but anyway, going to be a great show, so go check it out, everyone, and we appreciate it. All right, Harper, I can't think of anything else, man. I don't have anything else tonight. I hope Doc is oh, wrong. No. Uh, Matt's going to take on uh, Steve Anthony oh, okay. for the work. For the heavyweight title, belt versus belt. Oh, uh, all right. Are we unifying titles, or you got to be there to see if that's what happens? No. No fucking unifying, no goddamn titles. It's just... All right. You, it's just belt, it's just, belt, belt. just belt, right. And whoever wins will be both a revolution champion and a heavyweight champion. All right, so titles aren't unifying. They'll just hold both. No. Gotcha. No, no, no. That, 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 that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, I forgot what I was about to say. I was about to see if there was anything else to mention. I don't think we have anything else, though, man. I think we're, uh, I think we're about to put a wrap on this one. So, Harper, if you don't have anything, Doc's gone. You know the drill. Hit the tagline and take us home. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to shout out a couple of people, friends of the show. Also want to shout out some Patreon members and thank them for their patronage. Uh, Before I do all that, like I said, a couple of friends of the show and podcasts that we hope you support. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Monday mornings, the show is dropped. They talk current and classic wrestling, along with some indie stuff, too. But it's a good show. They're friends of mine. So please support them because they support us. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, definitely more professional than we are. Thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. We appreciate it. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Prue and JV. 
they do their show. I believe their shows are dropping on Wednesdays these days. I keep forgetting, but uh, they're basically breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out Mike and JV as they do their thing. Great show. And also Mike and JV do the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed at the $5 level. So good guys doing some good work, and I appreciate it, Mike and JV. Thank you for all of your support. And like I said, I want to thank all the Patreon members out there for their support and patronage. We really appreciate it. We do two shows a week that are free. And then in addition to that, we do more because of you guys, and we appreciate that. So thanks for supporting this show. Uh, it's definitely a great thing that you do for us and, and supporting us. I mean, I can't say it enough. I'm eternally grateful for all the patrons we have. And as I'm talking about being eternally grateful, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons. Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. I know you would love when I say that. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, at Ryan and Auburn, that is, on Twitter. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, At Spy, Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller, 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin Underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. That list is getting longer and longer. And I appreciate it. Thank you for your patronage. And thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and supporting this show and everything we do. That's all I got. Thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and week and whenever or month or whenever you're listening to this. Thank you very much. And like Harper always says before we get out of here, book it, bitch.